0: Hello, everyone. Wow. I just—I know I've said this earlier in the day and last night, but what an absolutely incredible district here. Isn't it,
1: Jenna? I'm blown away. I am absolutely speechless by the level and the quality of your district leadership. We were able to spend some time with lunch with them today, and I, yep. I just, I'm blown away. Would you give your district leadership team all of them that yeah, work? They're amazing people. Yeah amazing
0: yeah uh, Mark I, I text our officials and, what did we do for missions last year you guys beat us way big time and just to hear the vision uh, just speed the light like 2.8 that is unbelievable 2.8 million dollars given by students that love Jesus that should be like standing ovation right now everybody right and even here about North Central, just what's going on here is so incredible. And for us to be a part of it and share a part of it for a couple of days, uh, we consider it an honor to be with you. Now, to be honest with you, Tuesday night on these events, the second night is always my favorite because we're all over kind of the nerves of getting to know each other. You have all determined if you like us or not, so we're assuming you like us, right? <laughs> you know, we're we're beyond that. And just really, it's an evening what we're believing for tonight is this whole room for a few moments would become an altar call and all of us would go back to our first love all of us would go back and we would just love jesus together and have a prayer moment and what we're believing is that dreams that perhaps are dead or dormant or derailed in your life we're praying that um the Spirit of God would open heaven in dreams that maybe you haven't thought about for decades. Maybe it's a dream you had when you were 13 years old or 16 years old and life has kind of messed you up. We're praying that dreams will be resurrected again tonight. Yes, yes. Come on, we're praying that the Lord would do something that we would look back at this day and you remember that moment we were together and that's where God kind of prompted and stirred up and did something in my heart and we were willing to um, really believe again hope again, love again, love our church again, love our board again, love our staff again, love the people that left the church and are going to return again. Come on, right? That that we're believing that for you tonight, that God will do something very, very special. Our prayer is heaven would open and that the Lord would do something very, very, that dry bones would live again. Amen? And so what we want to do I've got a lot of good questions and answers um, tomorrow we'll take the practical ones on like the church side leadership a lot about recalibration how to do it without destroying your church it's always good to try to figure that out right uh, but what we want to do is we want to take a question that we do actually hold conferences around marriage and how to like each other <laughs> and how to get along and how to celebrate each other and what we want to do is there's one question that came in on that subject so we'll do a Q&A on that for a moment and then we'll jump into the message so you ready kind of do a Q&A then the message everyone okay with that but but here's the question you didn't, you didn't even give me what time to be done
1: Give him a time. we'll go to 10 give o'clock a-
0: okay everybody just <laughs> yeah we, we're doing good we're doing good here's the question so uh, people um, texting us questions all day but here's the question it's about our marriage and how do you pray how do you grow together how often how do you make this a part of being consistent Um, more info please tell us about your date night please (laughs) now that's a big question 32 years of marriage and we told you our, our testimony our story both of us come from broken homes so we have broken generational curses over our lives and uh, one of the questions we have dealt with in being married is how do you grow together spiritually? How do you really one day wake up and love Jesus together? And let me give a context of this that would help all of us. And we talk about marriage, we talk about all this. Um, we were married, she was 19 years old. I was 22. You know, when I look at 19-year-olds that get married today, I say, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> Way too young, but... Nineteen years old. By the way, we met through Bible quiz. Come on, Bible quiz. Uh, I'm from Riches Assembly. She's from Pinehurst, Idaho. Barely a thousand people in your town.
1: In my town. Yes. Yeah, yeah not church.
0: <laughs> and so she was on a team. She was quizzing. It was. It wasn't junior Bible quiz. It was team Bible quiz. Okay. And I was the coach on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> yep, he's one of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we were, like, Renton, in our day, we were like, I don't know how to say it, we were really good. We killed everybody, and we were killing her team. So I was a coach, we were killing the team, and she buzzes in, this is how we met, she buzzes in, and hits red two, and she gets it right. So I stood up. And said she was wrong. I could test it. There, I could test it. If you know anything about Bible quiz, um, let me just say that at age twenty-two, I was very what's the word? Arrogant. Arrogant. <laughs> and this is why she's wrong. And this is how. And then her mom, which was the coach on the other side, she stood up. And it, honestly, it was the city boy against the country people. That's what it was. And the judges agreed with me. And I won our first argument. By the way, the only argument I've ever won. Right there. <laughs> she was my competitor. And what happened is later on, we were in kind of final matches, and she, her team was going against someone else, so I decided to come and watch. And as I was watching them quiz, I realized that Green 2 is not a competitor, but she's a girl. And I go, oh, oh. And i turned around to my college buddy and i said ah i want to get to know her and he said you've got to be careful that's my sister Uh-oh. and so during this match of 20 questions um i fell in love with her and her brother really said you two are perfect you're soulmates together you got to... and your brother went on and on if, if you knew her brother he's over the top wow yeah yeah just being nice and so i went and realized she wasn't a competitor and I introduced myself, and at first she didn't really.
1: Now he was pretty arrogant, and we just our team thought, "Dude, you are killing us. Just sit down. Let us let us have a point." But he was just needing to um, slaughter us, and so I wasn't real thrilled with his uh, personality. But he kept pursuing me, and kept pursuing me, and kept pursuing some Like, ah, get this guy away from me. And then somehow it happened, didn't no, it?
0: No, this country girl meets, it's like a it's like, um It's like a, a movie. It's like a movie. You it's like get a, more
1: opposite of lifestyle. <laughs> a country
0: song, like this country girl meets a city boy. Ooh, I mean, that's...
1: Let's, let's not <laughs> try should, should that. Should I try to sing? No, no let's not
0: try. Come on, let's do it.
1: <laughs> I'll do it, but I don't think you he
0: can. <laughs> Her dream, by the way, was to marry a worship leader.
1: And the first time I heard him sing at church, I'm like... Oh, oh boy, we're in trouble because he can't <laughs> carry a tune for the life of him.
0: <laughs> I was sitting in a church. And, and, and he was
1: loud. I'm, loud. Mind you, I'm from a small church. My church probably ran 200 maybe. Maybe on a good day, it was 150. And we had an organ. That was the only instrument we had for our worship. And the organist is up there playing and there's not very many people in the room. And he starts singing at the top of his lungs. And I'm just like, Oh, we're in trouble.
0: So, you had a dream of marrying a worship leader. That's yeah. dead and it's not coming alive. No. <laughs> that, There's no reviving that, them drama. It's not going to happen. Matter of fact, she sent me to um, singing classes, voice lessons. Voice classes, yeah, and it did not work. We killed the lady. <laughs> so, we are married the city boy that comes from a broken home, the country girl. We get married. She comes to Renton, assimilate God and we were both in love and we could tell you our whole ministry story but i want to fast forward about seven years into it at the year seven we had what we call a bump in our marriage you know we always say it in a cool way but that means we're having marriage problems you just can't say that in church right we're having a bump and it really initiated um many of you that read my book um i talk about the house that we live in we moved a a house that was built in 1896 we actually at the age 28 and you're 25 we actually picked up that house and moved it down the street because the church was going to tear it down and i wanted to save the house and um that's you can read my book and see more about that so we're in the middle of this big remodel literally picking up the house and The story there, there's so many stories, I forgot to tell her, and the the contract people showed up while she was taking care of the kids, and they started to tear down the house.
1: Yeah, they started to dig around the foundation and the whole house starts shaking. I have my daughter in the high chair feeding breakfast and all of a sudden, the house starts sh- I'm like, what is happening? So I had to figure out real quick how to get out of the house. Yeah, so and- it was
0: crazy. It was chaos. We picked up the <laughs> story house. Story of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was story of our life. We picked up the house, we moved it. We were seven years into marriage and all of a sudden, throughout that chaos, um, we were towards the end of the remodel, at least the beginning of the remodel, and um, Jenna had she she broke down there was a what would you call that a breakdown <laughs> a breakdown I try to be positive
1: that's the truth
0: <laughs> I try and it, I realized that our marriage there was a disconnect now it's easier to talk about today you know 32 years of being married but looking back I realize here I am 28 years old I'm you know youth pastoring doing all these great things for God but somehow I had not I it's, I, I had not connected we had not done it together there was a distance and i remember the night i'm going she's crying and going out there i go honey what's wrong look at this beautiful house i built you and i said something really i said, look at these cabinets how can you be distant how can you be angry and she fell apart and it was that moment where i realized we had to decide uh, it, i didn't use the word recalibrate then but honestly I decide, we had to decide that we need to learn how to be not just married, but be lovers and be together and grow together and love. One. We don't want to just be married, by the way. We want to be in love with each other and have fun. We want to like one day wake up because there's the one day we'll wake up as much as I love my church, they're not going to care the day I walk out. I know some of you go, really, really? They won't remember your name. But At the end of the day my family my kids is my first ministry and so that caused us to recalibrate and I went the next year of my life going wow we I read every book I interviewed people that were married for like 50 years but really were married really liked each other we went through a whole process we went to marriage conferences and really just fell in love and decided that we need to be a couple not just married but celebrate each other. And one of the big things that came out of that is this is that, and we teach this in our marriage conferences, we need to celebrate each other's differences, not just tolerate them. Right. Right. And I want to say that again. Not just accept them or not just put up with them or not just, but and not try to change her or be changed. Celebrate. Celebrate. Matter of fact, I, I, I had to learn this because I'm Mr. Leadership. Um, I'm not her coach. <laughs> I'm not John Maxwell to her. Does that make sense? And like, I try to be, and she's going, no, 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 no. It's husband and wife. We are lovers. We are one. And to learn how to celebrate, not tolerate, not try to change each other's differences, is really the key thing that happened of what you see here. We don't try to change each other. We celebrate each other. Yeah. You know anything? Yeah, you got that? Got that. Good. And so one of the areas, again, one of the areas that we had to learn to celebrate, and, and, and we're going to be a bit transparent here, is how we connect with God and how we grow spiritually. We had to figure that out because how Jana prays, here's what happens. It's when she prays, Honestly, like all heaven stops and demons run out of the house when Jana prays. When I pray, it's like nothing happens. Anyone can relate to that? Like when I pray, I'm talking, I'm talking real transparent. Like there was a moment of intimidation there. And when it comes to Bible reading, we read the Bible totally different. When I read the Bible, I'm thinking about it. It's logical. Oh, this connects. Paul connects to Peter. And Peter, and, and this goes all the way back to Abraham. And my Bible. When Jenna reads, she reads it devotionally. So we have a very hard time over the years to even read the Bible together because I want to go, hey, what? Isn't this cool? Here's the Greek. She's going, I don't really care. <laughs> and the thing that changed it is when we learn to celebrate that, not just tolerate it. Does that make sense, everybody? To to really go, it's okay that we don't, like, grow together the same. The issue is, let's learn how to grow. Let's learn to be ministry, to be lovers. By the way, uh, lovers, to husband and wife, And we do ministry together. In effect, we pastor the church together, but we understand that's kind of what we do. The first and foremost is our marriage together. So we've had to develop some things over the years one of the things um just recently how we read the bible together we can't read it together i know some of you go really like that makes you like you don't like we can't because we just, so what happens is we do the same bible reading plan from you version she reads it, i read it and we talk about it throughout the day what we read and that has been very helpful so and she when jan reads the Bible, she reads it good quick she reads it every day i had to, to run to keep up with her but it's been very healthy on you version then we make comments and occasionally I will flirt with her through the Bible it's really awesome
1: he's actually inappropriate no. <laughs> Lord forgive us yeah. it's true it's true
0: <laughs> well they like, talking about being inappropriate uh, I love your network your district leadership. I love your assistant superintendent give Doug a big hammer Doug is uh, Doug I don't I don't see him but he, I, I left my iPad in his car last night and he brought it to our room and he, he went to the wrong room, but that's another issue. But came, came to our room and we, he knocked on the door and Janice said, and Doug said, well, I didn't know, I'm not sure if I want to interrupt you guys because maybe there's a love fest going on in there. I'm going, I like your district. I like it. And so we've had to learn how to read the Bible together, by the way, with prayer together. Here's what we have learned: uh, Jana will. This sounds crazy, but she'll nudge me when I need to lead in prayer. Here, here's what I've learned: just because I don't. This is really important. I tell the guys that knew like this: my church. Just because I don't pray like her, my simple prayers reach God too. And sometimes it's more powerful just to have a simple prayer and pray. And, and so. Uh, I told, my, I told jenna just if i'm supposed to pray and i'm it's some of you need to get this transparent just nudge me yeah. and she'll say okay we are gonna pray together and that's my sign i need to pray does that make sense and i know some of you are going really you struggle with this it has been a struggle over the years because we so differently connect with god yeah. Yeah. and i'm not even sure if i've shared that i've shared that with the married couples but not to a bunch of pastors that have a lot of opinions about this but this has been our journey and the other thing we do is um uh i've been doing a prayer and planning retreat where i get away for two uh three days two nights um every year since 1998 and she in the last 10 years has started to come with me and that's been good so we both get away twice a year for prayer planning and passion and we love it passion was the joke but (laughs) we get away and uh and even at that event, how I connect with God, how I pray, how she prays—we have learned to celebrate that yes. and to rejoice in that, and not let that, let that be something that adds to the beauty of our marriage. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Amen. On. I'm on. Good. One of the things that we talk about in our marriage conferences often is, is this idea that we need to be Jesus to one another. And we talk about, like, love, like, walk through all the one another's of the Bible. Walk through all the one another's, like, love one another, submit to one another, honor one another. Here's the deal. I think that we could be just great married people. If you're not married, this is great insight what I'm giving you. It is my job to be that to my, my honey, my wife.
1: And I think a lot of times we'll try to go to like marriage conferences. We're all for that. We need that. But the bottom line is if you'll just take the word of God and you take 1 Corinthians 13, for example, love is, love is, love is not self seeking, it is not rude. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. So if you're struggling in your marriage relationship and you can't quite get it, get the word out, get to the word of God and let it transform you because instead of the agitation of it all, we learn to celebrate that the word of God is life in every area, not just on Sunday morning at nine o'clock. It's at midnight when you're mad at each other and you really want to rip each other's heads off. But no, we're going to go to the word of God and we're going to let the word of God teach us how to be kind. Instead of being rude to one another, instead of being rude to your kids, it's not easily angered. Well, if if we just did that, I think we'd have revival in America in our marriages. Just that one passage alone would revitalize America in our churches.
0: It's so good. You know, One of the scriptures, again, honor one another above yourself my job as husband is to honor Jana above anything in my life it's just that i, I love the scripture because you know a lot of times the- a lot of times the only scripture that men have memorized is "hus is wife submit to your wife husband uh, like only bible scripture you have memorized it's <laughs> odd to me you ought to memorize everything else around it that's all in the context of submit to one another I submit to Janice. She submits to me out of love for one another. By the way, it says, husbands, love your wife. as says, Christ loves the church. Yes. Wow. I, I'm called to wash her feet. I'm called to love her that way. And I, I just think a lot of times we don't apply Bible principles in the home. Let me tell you, my definition of success is this. When it's all said and done, and I've done, you know, with new life, and i am done coaching pastors, the people that know me the closest, I want them to respect me the most. Does that make sense? And, I, and those are the people that really I want to give my life to. So marriage, marriage 101. We have to love one another. All right, let's jump into it. So there it is it's a good it's a good question you know date nights by the way we we've been doing date nights for 32 years when we were youth pastors it was on thursday now it's on friday we believe that every couple as much as you can it's not every week on friday but it's like 70 80 percent of the time just to schedule that out when we had when our kids were younger it was my responsibility to find the ones that would babysit them i recruit an entire team at the church to take care of our kids why because we want it to have those special times and they're not always awesome special sometimes they're just sort of mundane but the fact that they're there and the fact that we're together and we go out for a cup of coffee we have dinner together we have all these kind of routines we do i'm telling you i'm a big believer that every couple needs a scheduled time where you can date one another and love one another so date nights all right let's go All right, tonight, again, we want to believe that there are dreams in the house. um, The past is dry, bones live again. I'm convinced that, as we talked about a little bit last night, a lot of dreams have died. A lot of dreams have been derailed. A lot of dreams are are dormant. they're, they're, They're deep inside, they're dead inside. And a lot of times, it's because somebody has said something negative to you. You don't have someone heart and soul with you. And what I'm praying is that tonight, that the Spirit of God would come in the house and wake up some of those dreams. And I pray that tonight would be one of those milestones where we would, man, was at that moment that God would again whisper to us and the dreams would become a reality. When I think about dreams, often we think about ministry, but for a moment I'm not talking only about ministry. I'm talking about your spiritual life. I'm talking about relationships in your life. I'm talking about marriage. I'm talking about family dreams, financial dreams. I'm talking about dreams. What I want us to do for a moment, I'll go back to the altar call where we were first called by God, and and ask what did what was the, what did the Lord speak to me there? Even as we were worshiping here this evening, I was remembering some of the things that God said to me, and some of the things He put on my heart, thoughts and promptings, and what I want us to do. go back to what's called those altar dreams God speak to us again God you know some of us are tired we talked about that last last night but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. they that wait upon the Lord they shall run and I pray tonight that all of us would have a fresh sense of what God is really saying that we would know that unless the Lord builds the house we labor in vain that God you're building the house and we stand in that confidence together that we would go back to our first love and that God would awaken some of those dreams in all of our lives Jenna, I think about you know even you know Jenna worship leader and she loves playing the piano but you sitting at the altar and God speaking to you some of those dreams Uh, I just pray that all of us would come back to that childlike faith.
1: yeah I believe with all my heart that the The dry bones that that we 're going to read about and talk about in just a few minutes um, those are are, are dreams they 're representation of What we have pushed aside because of what? We've been distracted, we've been hurt, we've been whatever. Maybe it's pride, whatever it is, but we want to believe for you tonight that those dreams, that maybe they're dormant. And I I remember in my own life growing up, man, just I would sit at the piano for hours and weep. I had no song to sing, but I wanted what God had for my life, that desire, that desire to worship him. And I said, Lord, no matter where you call me, I will go. Do you remember that, that that moment when when God said, "I, I I've put my handprint on your life, will you follow me? And you said, yes, Lord, I'll go anywhere you want me to go. And then what happens? Life happens, doesn't it? We get distracted, we go down roads, and we start becoming what we never intended to become. And what would happen if we would stay get focused again as we did tonight in worship? I just want you, God. I want nothing else. If I never have status claim, another like on on social media, does that really matter? What matters is that I'm called by God. He has put a call in my heart and he's put a call in your heart and it's time for us to tap into that. We have the power of the risen God living on the inside of us and it's wanting to roar like a lion. It's wanting to come out of you and it's been dormant in your life. The resurrection power runs in our veins. It is in our very dna when we accept christ as our personal lord and savior and you have that as well and it's really easy as pastors to get up and and tell everybody else that but we are passionate for pastors we're passionate because we know the grind the grind erodes a little bit as we get into this it erodes us and what would happen if the purity would come back and we'd say lord i'll obey and serve you Whatever you ask of me, I will go, and I will be obedient to what you put in my heart to do. And that is what our prayer is for us tonight.
0: You know, I was thinking scripture there, Revelation, return to your first love. We just all need to return. If, if COVID's done anything, maybe the best thing is for us to get to the place where we realize he's the pastor of his church. And he's called us to return back to a, Uh, A place of just total surrender where Jesus is Lord. Come back to our first love. God's not impressed. You know, here's the thing. We all know this, but it's good to kind of say this out loud at a conference like this. It is way easier to minister than even love Jesus. And you could be in ministry and really lose that tenderness. And what I'm praying for all of us is just that tender voice of the spirit to bring us back to those moments where we could be at an altar moment say God would you speak to us again would we return to some of those dreams that you gave us God those dreams that I haven't thought about Lord would, would we dream again Lord help us to dream again even during this time occasionally <laughs> occasionally but we'll look at each other the last 12 months 24 months and we'll get up in the morning we'll, we'll look at each other and say are we going to make it are we going to make it and when we're asking that question we're not talking about are we going to make it we're talking about are we going to make it and that 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 really what we want to turn that around tonight into the thing yeah maybe we're in a good place that we we know that we can't make it without his presence and that god we don't want to leave this place without the presence of the living god that the lord would breathe in us a, a fresh breath of the spirit tonight. We pray this in the name of Jesus for each and every one of us. And so, Jenna's going to actually read the passage from Ezekiel, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. But let's, as she reads it, as the word of the Lord is read, let's all jump into it. Let's all be the scripture for a moment and allow, even as the reading of the word happens, that would speak to each and every one of us.
1: The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of of a valley it was full of bones he led me back and forth among them i saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley bones that were very dry he asked me son of man can these bones live yeah. i said sovereign lord you alone know yeah. then he said to me prophesy to these bones and say to them dry bones hear the word of the Lord and this is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones I will make breath enter you and you will come to life I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin I will put breath in you and you will come to life and then you will know that I am the Lord your God So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattle sound. And the bones came together, bone by bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath son of man and say to it this is what the sovereign Lord says come breathe from the four winds and breathe into the slain that they may live again so I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them and they came to life and they stood on their feet like what a vast army dry bones live again
0: come on Come on, on. may the word of the Lord encourage us, right? May may the word of God come alive in all of our hearts. That that dry bones, come on, all over America would live again. That churches are discouraged, pastors are discouraged. Father, in Jesus' name, open heaven. Open heaven that there would be the breath of God in the house. I, I just, I, I love this pas- this passage because it illustrates to me what God wants to do to the churches in America, to the churches here in Minnesota. God, breathe upon us once again. Yeah. Now It's interesting, Janet, just a couple reflections here. Um, God put Ezekiel in the middle of the valley. Think about that. He takes him and, and puts him in the middle of the valley. W- why does God do that? Why does God take? Us is show us and put us in the valley.
1: Yeah, I believe God takes us through these moments and he takes us out of our current situations and he puts us in those valleys. Guess what? He wants to speak to us. He wants to remove all it's not because he's trying to punish you believe me if he could bring the children of Israel out he, he, he can do that for you too but I think he takes us and sometimes we look at our valleys and we look at the dry and the desolate places and we stay there too long We accept that that's for our life. But I'm telling you, we're not going to accept that over our lives anymore. Because as the Holy Spirit takes us, he takes us to those dry places. And the enemy knows that. He knows that if he can take us out of our comfort and take us out of that, he's going to get in there. And his sly, he just gets in those places and just begins to do damage. And God will take us through that valley because he wants to speak to you. So maybe we're looking at it all wrong. Instead of complaining, instead of, oh, this is so hard. Oh, well, yeah. We have we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and we have to tap into that for him to be able to do what he needs to do in you. He is not going to set you on a pulpit. He's not going to take you to your next assignment until you're obedient with the one that he's put in front of you. And oftentimes, we take and we go through those things. You know those moments where you're like, I am so, I don't even know what I'm doing right now, Lord. I'm so desperate. Have you ever been in a place like that where it's like, I'm not sure I'm going to make it? That's where he wants us to be so that we can lean into him. Our faith would never be developed if everything was great. And so these are the moments that we can tap into and allow the holy spirit to let the word of god breathe life into our valleys
0: these and these bones dry bones that means they were dead for a long time they were dead dead and i think about here what causes that in the heart of of a pastor a minister leader And, and there's so many things that can cause it but one of the things that uh, as, as i've worked with pastors what causes it is because somebody's hurt you in the ministry and bitterness is the thing that begins to kill the dream and i i pray here some of us the it's dry dry like even dead dead i mean you can be more than i mean it's just so dry inside i, I believe in a powerful way god's going to help some of us forgive people that have hurt us my life because of my testimony, I had to learn how to forgive people the moment I got saved. I had to forgive a whole generation of people over my life. And throughout ministry, I've had to forgive people that have hurt me. Other pastors. I can tell you stories. We can tell stories about people that have hurt us. But here's what I've learned. Po- bitterness is a poison. You, it'll kill you. It'll kill dreams. It'll kill joy. I pray even that the joy of the Lord would be our strength again in the house. That the joy of the lord would come back that something powerful would come alive now i love this passage he says he asked god can these dry bones Uh, it's interesting when you dive into the bible try to really dive into it and help your people dive into it but he says can these dry bones live again for a moment in our humanity let's just be humanity for a moment can (laughs) lord can the church live again can these dry bones live again? And obviously the answer is yes, right? But sometimes we don't dive into it for a moment and fill that, that doubt, that pain. Can these dry bones again? And what is it? And he, and he says, friend Lord, you alone know. <laughs> like you're the only one that really knows God. But that humanity, I think, is a part of really getting to the place where God could do his thing.
1: I also love that there's power in a question
0: yeah yeah it's good you have
1: kids you know exactly what i'm talking about it's how you ask the question right if you ask a yes or no you're gonna get a yes or no how was school today fine what was it today that really stuck out to you at school today it's it's all in the power of the question and jesus he knew the answer the dry he knew that he could he could make those dry bones live again but he asked the question for the faith to believe for us so sometimes he'll ask us those questions for our faith to be released in those in those dry moments
0: absolutely just the process of walking through it i think is critical and really jumping into even this moment of doubt. And yet then the miracle happens. And I believe that in the church, we are, we, there's, it's a house of miracles right now that God wants to speak. And then it's interesting. He said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Boy, how I, I, I love this. How we need a word from God today and again he's talked about i'm not say talked about like moses going to the mountain coming down if that's the way you hear from god great i'm just talking about a sense of prompting to know that jesus is lord Amen. and that god has his hand on you and tonight we prophesy we speak the word of the lord over every church every leader and we're praying that that life would come back that energy would come back that we would once again love jesus love one another, love the people of God, and love people that are not saved, love people outside of the household of faith. The the word of the Lord comes to us, I think it's so critical that, Jenna, we take a moment where we have the breath of God literally come inside of us.
1: Yeah, and and as he breathes that into us, for us to really take that in and not take that for granted, the very fact that we are sitting here today is a miracle of God. And how often do we take the small things even for granted? Yeah, We're here tonight. We get to worship tonight. You have breath in your lungs. And what if we flipped the script and just said, okay, God, here we are. Breathe into us. And some of you tonight, you've come from pretty rough situations. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe your kids aren't serving the Lord. Yeah. It's not what you've set out to do. And maybe they're, they've walked away. Maybe some of you, you have a, a child that, that is into pornography so bad or, or addiction <clears throat> that is so bad. And we want to believe that is God able to turn turn it? You bet he is. Yeah, yeah. God is able to take whatever it is that, that, that you are walking through, that we are walking through, and to breathe life. Yes, there yeah. is nobody too far gone for the Lord that Amen. his hand Amen. can't extend and reach. Yeah. And so we need to believe God for that tonight. So if that's you tonight, we're going to believe God for a miracle in the house yeah. tonight. Yeah. Families restored, the broken yes, relationships yes, in yeah. your family that you just had at Christmas. You're like, I can't stand that person. Blah, 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 blah. I'm asking God to restore those because the time has come. The hand of God, He's gonna start in the church. The judgment will come and He will clean house. And those wow. that are grafted to the vine are gonna make it. And we've all seen over the past few few months what happens when we're not connected to the vine. Yeah, we become self-engrown. I'm I'm amazed at what I see on social media. Pastors, like wow. Wow, what kind of witness are you being for those that are watching the church? We are here to hold one another, encourage one another, and build each other up and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now is not the time to be critical of one another. Now's the time when your brother is hurting. We come around a brother and a sister in Christ and we link arms because we want to see a move of God happen across America. And it first begins with us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Preach it. Come on, right? But how we just need just that word of the Lord over this house, over the ministers here, but in your church. How your people need for you to prophesy, speak the word of God, and, and let them know that the dry bones that so many of us have right now, and because we, we blame it on COVID, I can't wait till we never say that word again, all right? Because the, the bones are dry for so many other things, just busyness and life and running meetings and board meetings and looking at the finances of the church. Today, we got the end of the year finances. I got it. I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> right? Because you always want it better than it is and yet it's good. Does that make sense? Coming Sunday at the Sunday, and you, uh, Lord breathe life into us help us get back to that place where we surrender to you this is your church and that you'd speak life again I prophesy over you there's dreams in the house that just that that need to wake up they need to wake up and no amount of great leadership books and no amount of reading and no amount is going to wake that up it takes a touch from heaven I love what it says there in the last scripture of this. It says, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life, and they stood upon their feet. So think about these dry bones. So think about bones. They come together. They stand at their feet as a vast army. Lord, help us to be an army for the glory and honor of your kingdom. I say this all the time. People want, um, you know, like prayer back in our politics or prayer back in the White House. I just want prayer back in God's house. Honestly, Uh, I I, I just want us. I mean, I'll take revival in America for sure. But I want us in an authentic way to just the vast army of God to come alive and, and be the church. Dream again. Dry bones live again.